Welcome to the Faith and Metal podcast. This is episode two. Uh, if you were around for the first one, oh man, pity on you. I'm sorry. First episode. <laughs> but hey, oh, go ahead, Chris. Oh, yeah, this is your host, Aaron Hancock, and Chris. And, and this, this is Aaron. Is... This is the, the Metal Faith Podcast. We're off to a slow start here, but uh, that's nothing <laughs> nothing new for us. <laughs> nope. Hey, We're... and if... Sorry, go ahead. We, we just talk about music and faith and if there's anything else in between. Definitely, yes. And hey, you know what? We had one listener to last week's podcast. That wasn't Woo-hoo. your dad, was it, Chris? I don't, I don't think it was my dad. No. <laughs> All no, right. No. <laughs> so one listener, welcome back. Uh, we hope you invite your friends and we'll have a few more. Um, actually, as far as this week, uh, we do have a little bit, I do have a little bit of news to, uh, to bring up. Um, oh. If there's any news going on in the rock, the Christian metal scene or whatever, um, I'll, I'll, I'll introduce it, I'll bring it up. Uh, earlier this month, uh, Michael Sweeter was went in for surgery. He had oh. he had cancer on his thyroid. Right, I heard about so, that. Yeah, so I think can't remember the exact date now. I think it was about the fifteenth, somewhere around the middle of the month. Um, by all counts, from what I heard and read, I think it went well. I think he's he's doing good. And uh, despite the surgery, he. He plans on hopefully February recovering enough to start singing again so that he can record the next Striper album. Right on. And stuff. He said, yeah, like himself and, and Striper is got a busy year coming up in, in the year uh, 2024. Uh, they've got, they're planning a tour that's an acoustic tour. They're planning on recording a brand new album. I think they've got most stuff written for it. And then going out on a second tour to support that album. Wow. And I think he's got uh, some more side projects planned as well. Um, if you, For those of you who might listen to the official Striper podcast, the 5317, no, sorry, 535. I don't know where I got that, that other name from. But anyways, the 535 there, December's podcast there, he was, the host was talking to all the members separately in an interview. And Michael Sweet there says he doesn't have any downtime coming up in the in year 2024 it's nothing but work 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 yeah that's all right anyways um so that's yeah so that's striper news um one of the, the facebook groups here's something that's interesting too with this being the year end and we're recording on uh, boxing day i tell you it was a busy day for me we're out shopping with the family and uh, yeah how oh by the way did you oh, buy? A, did you buy a big TV? Actually, we did. Uh, well, we needed needed one. <laughs> oh. We have one that's that's the picture slowly failing on us. Um, yeah. Forgot to mention too. Hey, Merry Christmas! Hope you had a, a great Christmas and all. Yes, Merry Christmas to everybody and Happy New Year, all the best. And yes, so with this being the. Year in, a lot of people are, are getting lists out, you know, the best of 2023 and, and what to look forward to and, and all that. Uh, one of the Facebook groups, Christian Rock Slash Metal, had a poll going. Uh, 
and it was um, they had everybody vote on their top album that came out this year as far as Christian rock slash metal type of thing. And actually, it was kind of surprising. There were actually a lot of bands out there I didn't realize had albums out. And a lot of bands had, well, it was more than what I can actually name. Like this, there was probably a list of, I know there's over 50, 50 bands listed in some of this. I'll just name off the top three. Come in, because actually I was just scrolling just before we recorded this. I was on that site again. They've got the results. So they had 355 fans vote. And they said by a pretty much a landslide or or uh, the new Theocracy CD, Mosaic, came in at number one. What, what was the name of the band? Sorry. Theocracy. Theocracy. Okay. Yes. Uh, their, their band, I know, actually, and when I was compiling the, the list of bands to mention, because, um, like I said, I think they had, well, well over 50, probably more than that, probably you know, was 60 to 100. I didn't even count all the all the entries that they had in. Um, it was way more than I was going to mention here on, on the air. What I did, though, was make a quick list of bands that I've heard of, bands I listen to, and bands I, I sort of know and say, Here's the highlights of that list, knowing I was going to leave out probably some favorites of people out, out there listening. Uh, I know some of the bands that people talk about all the time, and there's just too many out there. I don't even know all of them that well. But anyways, yeah, so Theocracy actually is one I know. I've got a couple of their CDs. I've heard Mosaic. It's pretty good. For those who are fans of of Theocracy, it's more the same. Um, hard, fast melodic speed metal type of thing some of the riffs although the production wise is different so i wouldn't say they're copying or, or imitating but some of the riffs sound very, very metallica like and uh what was it they also had not only number one album i guess they were voting in the number one song or favorite song as well and came in with the number one song off that record called red sea I believe that's the one that was voted as number one. Anyways, in number two, the band Disciple. Yes. With uh, their late, their one from this past year, Skeleton Songs. And so I'm not sure if you've heard that one. I know Disciple's band that, that you listen to. Yes, they are pretty cool. They rock in concerts and their message is right on cue and they have good writers. I don't not sure about their new stuff. I don't think I have their new stuff. I I might. Uh, and then another one that I've heard uh, just a little bit. Coming in at number three, Bank of War of Ages with Dominion. This is you know this is a heavy, heavy band. Uh, and I'm Again, I'm not saying that they're copying or they're imitating any other band out there, but these guys are borderline thrash metal. Well, I don't even know what you call them, but very Slayer-esque type, type sound, put it that way. And so this. Uh, actually, and Dominion was all, I believe, was almost like a concept record all about um, revelations and stuff, and stuff yes. like that. Um, what else we got in here? And then in, I guess we're going in no particular order. Um, actually, wait, where are we here? Oh, coming in at number 11, 
actually here, actually, coming in number 10, sorry, Witch Hazel. They're a band I've heard a few times. I haven't heard the latest one called Four Sacrament. I'm assuming that's the fourth record then from, from the band. Um, they've got kind of like a 70s vibe. I've heard a couple of their stuff. It's not bad. I wouldn't put them high on my list, but I know there's a lot of people out there that think they're really good and, and really like them. Coming in number 11, I'm kind of surprised these guys are down on the list. Narnia with Ghost Town. Narnia, okay. Yeah. Uh, they're a good band. They, if you haven't heard these guys, they've been around over 25 years. I uh, actually bought their first album as a 25th anniversary reissue. First one being Lone, Lone Live the King. And I've heard Ghost Town a little bit. There, it's not one I currently own in my collection, but hope to, to hope to buy soon as soon as as soon as I can put it that way. Um, well, it, who else have we got on this list here? We've got Calamity Kills. Now this is a new band, but the singer is Jamie Rowe, if I believe correctly. And Jamie Rowe, you might remember from Guardian. Ah, that's why it rings a bell. Okay. Yeah. Uh, actually, I've heard this uh, part. Actually, I've heard this album. It's a heavy, heavy album. Uh, it's not thrash, but it's 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 definitely hard rock. More or actually more heavy than hard rock. Not bad. Um, yeah. So just in case somebody missed it, they're called Calamity Clothes Rose. Calamity kills. Oh, and calamity both, kills. Is yeah, that... and, and that's with a K. Calamity with a K. I'm not sure if it's normally spelled with a C, but they spell it with a K. Oh, okay. Calamity rose. Oh, kills. 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 Oh, okay, K I L A O S. Okay. Yeah, yeah. What else we got on this list? Uh, Banco. Okay, here we go. And then we got Diviner coming in at 29. Band with an album called Abaton. Now I've heard Diviner. I've heard the, their previous two albums actually. He's got these guys. Another great band. I think they're out of the states. Um, very heavy and fast. And their vocalist sounds a little bit like Ronnie James Deal. Uh, that's kind of how I got into it. As much as I don't like it when people go online and say, "Hey, what band sounds like so and so? What band sounds like so and so?" Type, you know, Christian version of such and such a band. Because uh, normally, you know, if I want to hear such and such a band, I'll listen to that band. And then if I want to hear a Christian, but I get it when people want to listen to Christian music exclusively, but still like the sound of some of their favorite bands. And that's kind of what they're going for. Yeah. And I didn't think anyone really had Dio's voice, although there's actually a couple on the secular side lately that singing in the same style as he does, put it that way. There's actually a female singer that sing. it comes pretty close to sounding like him. Anyways, when I asked that question about Dio just out of curiosity, someone suggested the band Diviner. And I didn't even, until I saw this list, I didn't even realize they had a new album out this year. Uh, so I listened to a couple tracks off of that. Uh, it's a good album. Sounds, again, more like what you expect from Diviner. So if you're a fan of them, you Go check them out. One of the other bands on the list here. Brand new band from a longtime artist. Michael Sweet's got another project out called Soul Driver. Stone Driver. I like that name. Oh, 
Yeah, Soul Driver. Oh, Soul Driver. Okay. That's so this cool. is, yeah, this is a collaboration with him and a guy named Alessandro Del Vicio, who's played with uh, Edge of Forever, Hardline, and Jorn. No, I don't know Alessandro or whatever. Uh, just kind of sampled this album a little bit. Uh, you know, not bad. It, it's very hard melodic rock. Michael still got the the voice. Um, you know, he's he's even sent an interview over the years. He can't hit the same high notes that he could before. And uh, I've I've heard him do the old stuff recently. You know, like doing the old "The Hell the Devil" songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's actually got a free video out on Tube. I believe it's on Tubi. Where the band was at, what was it? Sun Studios it wasn't Sun Studios, but you can see see Striper playing in Little House, uh, our studio inside Little House there, just doing "To Hell the Devil" in its entirety. When you let, watch that, you can tell yes, Michael doesn't can't hit notes the way he did back thirty years ago, but he still got an incredible voice. Wow, is it Soul Driver? Uh, what's the oh the album's called Rise to It. Not a bad album. And the last one I think I'm gonna mention off this list. There was a few others kind of to mention. Uh heavy band, I know lot, lots of fans out there, so I'll mention this. Wolves at the Gate where it was on that list. Randy Rose was on that list. Um I've heard some of the stuff. I haven't heard this new one. Don't know what it sounds like. And oh, here we are coming in. Was this a 16? Actually, it was. Yeah, came, came in a 16. Bride with Are You Awake? Bride. Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah, and this, this last one I've heard, I think, once or twice. The problem is that I've been listening to the new stuff through streaming services, and this one's not on streaming service. And I do believe there is a YouTube video out there of the album in, in its entirety, and I think I heard it once. Really, I, I think it sounds like the last couple bright albums. I'm not a big fan of the way they've been sound lately. I know Bride does have a lot of fans out there. So that, that's great that they can continue making music and continue to have a, a great fan base. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what I got to say about that one, I guess, right now. <laughs> yeah. There are some albums we're looking forward to in the coming year, though, too. Uh, like I said, Striper plans on having a new one out. Have uh, they named that album yet? Not that I've heard. Okay. Um, White Cross is planning on coming back with a, a new album. Ooh. Like I said, was a la- I'm not sure if it was last year or the year before. They, I think it was the year before. They released well, the five COVID. song EP. Uh, uh, the new, uh, they got a new vocalist. And yes, it's not Scott Wenzel. No, he doesn't have the same voice. No one's going to have the same voice as Scott. And I'm finding this, you know, even with secular bands that I grew up with and, and loved, you know, the vocalist has died. The vocalist has left the band many years ago. The band continues on without them. And you know what? I still go and support them. And, and yes, I, I get it. It's not the same, but it's still good. Now, I said a couple of years ago, White Cross released a five song EP. These were more like demo songs because they weren't fully, fully produced. But again, I think it gave us a taste of what was to come. We're kind of talking about, talking about this last week. And 
if this is a taste of what's to come when the album's done and produced and, and fully produced, it's going to be a kick-ass album. <laughs> okay, I haven't found the. Um, yeah, yeah, and, and well, you can find that on Spotify. It's uh, what's the name of? I gotta look up the name of the album. Um, Fear No Evil. That's what it's called. Fear No Evil. Okay. Yeah, and like I said, so so far all we have is five five demo type sounds, uh, but they look. The other band that we haven't heard from from a long time, they had I think three albums out, and I'm hearing rumors that they're coming out with with another one again this year or this coming year. X Sinner is coming out again. Who? X Sinner. You ever oh, heard those guys? Oh my! You remember those goodness. guys? They those were pretty. They were really cool. I like yeah. X Sinner. You know, and, and a lot of people ran them down for being a, a sound like copy band because they sound like, like someone else uh, on, on the mainstream world. And yes, I, I get it that they did, but I think I still think they wrote some pretty good songs. Yeah, some of them were really good. I still I have them in my playlist actually. Okay, good, good. Yeah, yeah. I've got the first two actually bought, bought the first two on cassette. And then I think of uh, was it was get it and peace tree great stuff. Yeah, you know, like, get it. Yeah. And then a few years later, and I didn't realize this until, I don't, until anyways, a few years later they came out with a third one called World Covered in Red. And I haven't heard it a lot of times. I did. I think got it as a download, and it's not bad. I mean, it still has that X Center sound. I think it's still the same vocalist. I'm not sure if it's still the same line. Lineup coming in for uh, for this new one that's coming out. I haven't heard much other than the fact that they're talking about putting out a new album. So let's hope it's it's good and uh, let, you know more new music to get excited about. Yeah, totally. And one more thing to cover up in or to cover in the news. I guess we'll do birthdays. Um, I'm going to slowly do some research here, start figuring out who's got birthdays when, and if there's birthdays in between podcasts, I'll bring it up. And this one was way back on uh, December 15th. Striper Connection again. Mr. Tim Gaines, the original basic for Striper. Okay. And I say original basic, and I haven't done all the research on, on when he left I think he was still yeah he was still with the band after they reunited if you remember about 94 2000 something about 10 years the band had been apart there Michael Sweet left the band the band kind of disbanded when he left and then did a couple about 10 years later did a couple reunion shows or one off shows and figured that the they could patch up, patch up their differences and reunite and, and did. Tim was on, I think the next couple albums and then, then left the band and they came in with Perry Richardson, who they have now, who was formerly with the band Firehouse. Okay. Hey, so on one of the um, Striper artwork for their albums, they had a female in there. Is that female. his wife, or is that like? Do they have a female vocalist, or, or have they ever? No, they've never had female vocalist. Okay. Um, 
And this was on the cover, or was it on yeah, the Yeah, it was on the cover. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't remember any female. I'd have to go back through my Straper library and, and see see what's what. Uh, um, uh, well, I don't know. Nope. Maybe I've seen things. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what else. If you told me a couple songs off there, I might remember. Anyways. I'll, I'll um, look later. And see right. What, yeah. So you had a good Christmas, you were saying? Yeah, Christmas was good. It was quiet. Hung out with family, and that was really made me happy. So hung out with them yesterday for a couple hours and had some kids steal my hat and you know, <laughs> yeah, so it was all right, you know. How about you? You know, well, mine was good. Um, you know, the wife usually goes overboard and fulfills most of my, most of my entire wish list. Although she, she said she was not going to order anything. Actually, which, bring, which she doesn't. She's not, because she says, well, if she orders anything off Amazon, because we share an Amazon account, I could look and see what she ordered, which, which I said, hey, I wouldn't do, but you should. And she says, well, yeah, but you still get email notifications knowing something was ordered. And by the time we had money, it was too late to send away for anything anyways. Yeah. However, that does bring up kind of a uh, interesting story. Because uh, before Christmas, and this was a few week, quite a few weeks before Christmas, probably about two months before, I was looking at Striper's uh, website there and at their, the merchandise section of the, of the website which is handled by Port Merch. And anyways, they had a bit of a sale going on on a lot of their, their T-shirts or in a lot of their clothing anyways. Sure. And I thought I, would, I thought I would order one of their T-shirts. And I was de- debating about it because we're in Canada. There's the exchange rate from our, our dollars to the U.S. dollars, plus there's shipping. And I thought, well, it might be a little pricey. And she said, you know what? Just go ahead and order their shirt. She says, but. Even knowing that it's coming, even knowing that I'm ordering, and she says, when it comes, she's still going to wrap it up for me for Christmas. Yeah. I says, I says, okay, no problem. So the shirt comes. I, I see the, the label on the package, and I, I just kind of toss it to her. I says, well, here, here's the shirt. You can go ahead and, and wrap it up if you want. She didn't open the package, and even if she did, she didn't know what shirt I had said I ordered. Type of thing, okay. Right? Uh, she just knew I ordered a shirt. What I was looking at was a shirt from promoting the, the last album, The Final Battle. And there's this great design on there. It's got the Striper logo, and underneath the logo said The Final Battle. That's the shirt I wanted. Actually, you know, I had even ordered twice because the first time they refunded my money, saying they had to cancel the order because the size I ordered was out. So I thought, well, I can move up a size, and if it's a little big, it's a little big. And then I was all excited when I saw the order got shipped, going to kick good. My shirt's on the way. It comes here. I didn't look at it until Christmas Day when I opened up my present. They sent the wrong shirt. Oh, no. <laughs> they sent one with uh, even the Devil Believes design on it. It's got this big cross and the, the, the devil kneeling down at the cross. And I'm going, oh, that's nice. But that's not what I ordered. So, I, so this morning, I, yeah, so this morning I sent them off an email. And with it being boxing, I haven't got got reply yet. I'm, I'm sure they'll take care of it. And it just means I got to wait longer for my shirt. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Isn't it funny how the older we get when we go, I don't know if this happened to me this week. I went out with my mom and uh, we weren't going to be together. So this was our time together. 
And okay. uh, so we went shopping and to buy her gift. And, you know, that's what happens when you get older and you're an adult. And so I buy, um, she buys my movie and I'm like, well, um, can I get my movie? And she's like, well, no. <laughs> it's Christmas. I'm like, but mom. <laughs> I'm an adult. And then at the end of the night while she's helping me get organized to bring my stuff to my help, my place. She slips it in there. Okay. So I'm, I'm like, you know, so parents are good. So anyone out there struggling with family, just relax. <laughs> See. Oh, yeah. So last week, we were talking about that hot metal for the uh, VHS that I had. Remember, we're talking about uh, the old bookstores. And, yes, the old book, yes. You know, that was how you got music. Now, you know, it's probably easier to get a hold of music nowadays, you know, with oh, the internet, totally. with streaming services and stuff like this. Um, you know, back in back in the old days, it said they weren't promoted as much. I think they get, might get promoted more now if you're in the right internet community. Back then, they, they weren't. Uh, the only way you found all this stuff was going to books stories that sold this stuff and, and trying it out. They actually let you listen to an album before you went and bought it, which is which is nice because we well we might have had some radio promotion here where where you and I are from. I don't know how many other people had that same experience. Yeah. But uh, so, anyways, I went and found my my VHS. It was the. Volume four of Hot Metal, which was a video compilation of bands that were at the time that they were trying to promote. They even had little in between the videos, they even had little testimonies from the band talking about their faith. Yes, yes, I remember those. So here's the song list on there Living for My Lord from Ken Templin, Cover Me from Angelica. Oh, that's a good song, eh? Yes. Weapons of a War for Deliverance. Mm-hmm. Lasting Love, Ransom. Lasting Love. I used to have a crush on her. I wish I would know her. <laughs> she was absolutely He's good. gorgeous. It was a good song. Like, I'm not big on a lot of female-fronted bands. She did have a good voice, though. Yes, she did. Lasting Love. Yeah, that was a good one. Um, Tourniquet's Arc of Suffering. Oh... Wow. Yeah, yeah. And then the, this was a strange one. They listed on on the cover Vengeance Rising with the song You Can't Stop It. However, when you watch the video, it was actually before the time. Hmm. So printing error or something there. I'm not sure what happened there. Um, I know because I actually crossed it, that total off on the cover and then wrote down what, I, what was actually on, on the video there. Anyways, and then the last one on there, back to Ken Tamplin with his band, Shout, and Give Me an Answer. Yeah, Shout. That was actually one of my very first CDs I ever bought. Okay, yeah, yeah. I think, you know, go ahead. Was it the first one? Yeah, it was from the Winners and Losers CD. Okay. So that was an old one lives with my dad and he bought a big cd player and you could the old days you had you could put five of them at one one time right 
And okay, yeah, yeah. I still got one. So I, I've got a DVD player like that, but, you know, plays the CDs as well type of thing. Yeah, I, I still do too. And I I remember, I mean, we'll have to dedicate one episode to Ken Tamplin because his history in Christian rock. Is, oh, yeah. I mean, he's pretty much one of the grandfathers of it. I mean. Well, wrote... if you want to talk... If you want to talk grandfathers, then we got to talk about Larry Norman. Yes, yes, <laughs> and Keith Green, and yeah, yeah, old, yeah, yeah. I don't know a lot about Keith Green. Uh, I think I did hear an interview or a story talking about Keith Green's conversion. And yeah, I think I've seen that year twenty years ago. Well, yeah. no, no, there was there was one that came out. It was who's it was only one of the podcast. Oh. Either they were talking to him personally or talking to someone that knew him and was talking about the sto- about his story type of thing. Um, it was yeah, he had an interesting story. Uh, I know a little bit about Larry Norman. If we're going to talk about him, I might have to do a little more research. I I, I know two songs of his. Um, was it, Why Should the Devil of All the Good Music and The Rock That Makes Me Roll? You know those? Yeah. Who? Sorry. Sorry, uh, uh, Larry Norman. You know, Larry Why Norman. Should the devil have all the good music. Yes, yes, that that that's right. I think and, I've heard uh, that song once or twice. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, the rock that makes me roll, or the rock that doesn't. Is the rock that the, the rock that doesn't roll? Something like that. It's been a long time yeah, since I heard that one. <laughs> yes, I, I now I yeah 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 that's. Oh. The rock that doesn't roll, that's what it is. Yeah. No, that's I have right. The tune playing in my head. <laughs> yeah. Old days. Yeah. That almost brings. Do you remember? Did you ever like Carmen? Uh, some of his stuff. Uh, I wouldn't say I was a big Carmen fan. Uh, and nothing, nothing wrong. He had just a different style. I wasn't into yeah. his, his sound, his style a whole lot. Um, but he was good at what he did. I know, actually. Was Carmen? I believe it was Carmen. And I was listening to one one of the other podcasts, and they did a Halloween episode. They wanted they wanted Christian rock metal Halloween type songs, but I think they wanted to stay away from the the obvious obvious ones. Although the, a couple of them did bring up a couple of the obvious ones. And when you talk uh, talking that, you know, there's uh, what is it? Uh, Pride's got a great one. Um, All Hallows Eve. Is uh, Holy Soldier also has one called Hallow's Eve as well, which isn't about Halloween so much, but of the end days. Uh, but then they brought up, and I believe it was Carmen with, uh, was it Witch's Invitation or something like that? Yes. Oh. I remember that, actually. I think I was I was friends with someone who, who knew that one quite well and played that a few times. Yeah, and I mean, the champion, there's... Oh yeah, he he was pretty good, and unfortunately, he died from uh, throat cancer. What, fifteen, sixteen years ago? Oh wow, yeah, I never heard heard uh, what the cause was, but okay. Yeah, that that at least that's what I read. So that's yeah. So he was, and he has some good heavier, not fully rock like what we're talking about, but I mean, great God, just the intro for that song. Oh, right. Well okay. Done. The guitars, the drums. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, like I'm finding out there's there's lots of bands. Well, and there's a lot of older bands that I don't even know that well. Um, mm-hmm. You know, uh, I know them by name, but I I don't know their their music or even their their. Uh, well, you know, I, I was thinking of, of the what's his name, the uh, Garmo and, and Key. You know, who are yeah. great producers, great produced. You know, and and, and was a kin. What's his first name? And it was the Garmo. There was a producer as well, right? And I, I'm sure he's produced something that's probably half the stuff that's in my, my music library type of thing, you know? Uh, it's, you know, especially on the Christian side, probably half the Christian stuff I own, I'm sure he produced. Um, I had a problem with the Grandma and Key. I don't think they, they spent a lot of the good producing, good songwriting. Their studio work sucked. Oh, you I, didn't like them? I liked them, but it just, it sounded like when they were in the studio, they didn't really spend a lot of time mixing it well like it just it was like they just wanted to get tracks out right okay you know and nothing wrong with that you know maybe they didn't have enough money or time right because when you're in the studio label will give you a a deadline right yeah so they're okay that's what it was that's what it was on 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 the secular side there was there was uh an interview with tom warman who is uh, a producer for a lot of the 80s, 70s, 80s bands, 60s bands on the secular side. Um, if you, if you're in, into rock, you know, non-Christian rock, you've probably got stuff that he's produced. He, he's produced stuff by, you know, um, Aerosmith, Motley Crue, Poison, um, was there Kansas in there? Um, Sticks, you know, and he's produced, I, I've, Anyways, but they were asking him what Molly Crew was was like, you know, and and he worked with Molly Crew on on the the Shout Out album, the Theater of Pain, the Doctor, or the Girls 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 album, and yes. and and what it was was because they brought up they brought up Theater of Pain. He says if it wasn't for the two singles that came off off that Home Sweet Home and and the cover of of Smoking in the Boys Room there. That album would have flopped. It didn't do anything, but it was saved because of those two songs mm-hmm. and stuff. He's, he's, he says, "Now what?" Ha-? And a lot of people don't like that. They think the material wasn't as strong, as, especially of, of the previous album. He says, "He says what happened?" He says, "Well, a lot of times it's it, it's the stress. You know, uh, you have your whole lifetime to re- write and record your first album, right? And then." And then you're on the road and you might be supporting. And then band wants another one. So now you only got a couple months to write and record another album. You know, a lot of bands feel pressure, feel stressed. Um, you know, they don't have a backlog of material to work with. Now they got to write brand new stuff. And it's a whole different experience, you know. Yeah, that, that's exactly it. And they don't have the support system to be able to continue with that same kind of flow that they had in the first album. Which you yeah. really, you really, really have to have, really. You know, you look at the great bands like U2 and another favorite band of ours, Bon Jovi. They had the support for years of songwriting with John and, you know, Richie in the back. And there's others, too, behind the scenes. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. And, and right, it was those two main guys. But even still, when it comes to writing the, the, writing the next record, you're usually doing it in a shorter time span. You know, 
uh, depends too, I, I suppose, if the band writes on the road or doesn't write on the road, because some bands will and some bands don't. Some bands mm-hmm. just like to, you know, cut everything off and then sit down and, and write type of thing, you know, or go gain some outside experience to generate ideas and then come home and, and write type of thing, you know. Yeah. Uh, or, some they, bands... or they have one or two tracks done on the road. and they Yeah, some back. bands will write on the road. Yeah. And they come up with a riff or, you know, work it out and maybe get a vocal idea to work with or, or, or whatever. But everybody works works differently. But, you know, that's where a lot of it comes from, I think, and stuff like that. You know, and sometimes there's those internal pressures and, and stuff, too. Um, do you know the story of Holy Soldier? Because they okay. kept going through different vocalists with every album. <laughs> mm. And I didn't realize this. Like, if you listen to... The first and, and second Holy Soldier album, the vocal style and, and range and, and, and tonality is pretty close. I didn't even realize they were two different people. Well, that's good. That 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 was the uh, objective. <laughs> well, I, I suppose. But, um, you know, and, it was, and and musically it was a little different. But I'm going okay. You know, you got different ideas. You know, you're trying something different. You don't want. Not everybody wants to do. You know, two albums that sound the same back you know back to back some bands well they they say well hey the first album did great let's do it again you know yeah and stuff like that i know um i know like Mike, michael sweden mentioned that there as he was talking about in god we trust and stuff he kind of criticizes that record because it sounds too much like to hell the devil ah and stuff. yeah he, he says he says if i mean he liked it he says there were some good songs on, on that record he says, but if you look at it, it was formulated exactly the same way. You know, we had our power ballad written exactly same as, as honestly was. We had, you know, the heavy rockers. They were written exactly the same way as the heavy ones from The Hell the Devil were. Um, the song placement, I think, was the same. He, he says, really, it was The Hell the Devil part part two. And I, and I agree with it. I'd like to see the numbers of the sales compared to one Well, I'm sure that they did well. Yeah. yeah. Um. Not quite as well, you know, and, and then you really criticize criticizes against the law because I was different and stuff. He says he says they lost the sound, the main striper. Striper. When the, yeah, yeah. They 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 lost the the twin harmonies lead uh, that they were working on, and, and you know they they changed up their the sound, their style. They changed up even their, their lyrical content, and they throw out out uh, against the law. He says, really, it wasn't our, our best effort. And he says, it's money's favorite. And he, he criticizes that record because it was a different sounding record. And mm-hmm. I says, well, yeah, it was a different album. But I don't want to Hell of the Devil Part 3. No. The, we, we, you want a band that keeps evolving, right? But still, same sound to an extent. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's that conundrum. You, you want a band that grows, but you don't want something out of left field, you know? And a lot of bands were trying that. I know Holy Soldier tried that with uh, the third album. And, and, you know, when the third album came out, Promise Man, there's a lot of people now that will defend that saying it's a great album. It just it just didn't sit with me, you know? That was after after this, the, the music scene had changed. They come out with Promise Man. First of all, again, there was a third vocalist on the record, or for that record. You can't sing the high stuff. 
he's seen, or at least I don't think he can because he's sitting he's sitting in way lower register than the first two records were. And the sound is different. I'm going, this ain't Holy Soldier. What is this? You know? <laughs> <laughs> kind of like with Striper when they released their album right before COVID and Walmart banned it because of their single Goddamn Evil. Oh, okay. Yeah, but you know what? That was stri- that was Striper being back, back to being Striper and, and stuff. I mean, they, they, they faced the same criticism when they released To Hell the Devil. And it's if you know, people think, oh, well, they just came up with a title that works right. in the Christian world, but they found a way that they can say, you know, devil or, or, or whatever, you know. And that, I'm oh. sure Walmart was kicking themselves in the foot with the amount of money that they lost because that album just went skyrocket. Oh, yeah. You know, th- like, let's say the last four from, um, you know, Fallen to. Uh, goddamn evil to even the devil believes, yeah, to to now, um, you know, the final battle. And they said, actually, when they were, I believe, when they they said something, they're hoping that, that the the next record will sound more 80 ish. Um, you know, the twin lead guitars are coming back, you know, they want to kind of go back to their roots. I'm going, oh, that should be good, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There would seem to be one of those bands that I think that they can't do any wrong. There was one album in, in their catalog. I'm not going to bring it up. There was one album that came out out of, really out of left field for me, and I'm going, "This is the least sounding striper record they've put out." <laughs> what were they thinking? Yeah, yeah, that's well. I know what they were thinking. Um, for those of you who haven't figured out what I'm talking about, I'm talking about the album Reborn. And what happened was that wasn't meant to be a striper record. This was an album that Michael Sweetener wrote, or songs that Michael Sweetener wrote. He thought they were it was going to be his next solo record. He played the songs for Oz Fox, and they were talking. They were talking about bringing Michael back in the band, and he put Michael plays these songs for Oz. Oz says these songs are good. We should we should just make this a Straper record, and stuff like this. And I'm going, oh man, that that doesn't sound like Straper at all. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> You know what? And a few years ago, Michael re-released that record, redid that record under his own name with his own band. He called it Re-Reborn or Reborn Again or, or something like that. Um, kept the words. I think he kept the, the beat and the rhythm, but really changed up all the guitars in that. Added solos into it that, that weren't there before. Added guitar parts that weren't there before. I think it's a much better album that way and uh, wish Striper had done it that way the first time around. <laughs> Before we go, though, I am going to do a little more to promote this podcast and I'm going to do a little more interaction. So for those of you who are listening, um, I'm going to get up a Facebook group site. I think we'll call it Metal Faith Podcast. There might be a Metal Faith group out there. I don't know. Um, but if I call Metal Faith the podcast or, or something like that, that should lead you to us. If you have comments about the episode, if you, um, things we did horribly wrong, um, bring it up. Please be kind. Um, things you did like about the episode, you know, we love hearing, we love to hear about that, what we're doing right, what we can improve upon. Uh, we'll try and get a few other promotions out there. Maybe we'll do trailers. Right now, we can only get this on, on Spotify. This is where it's being recorded, is, is on the Spotify podcast is for spotify 
I'm going to actually try and send it out to Apple. If the first episode had a song added at the end of it, so I left it on Spotify, so I don't have to worry about licensing. I think Spotify says I can use songs. What was the song? Uh, God by Striper. Okay. It was, and I, what I was going to do was, was I was going to maybe add a song or two each episode once that we were talking about and, and throw it in. Um, just, I think, for the beginning, like we talked at the beginning, which is going to be edited off, I'll leave songs off. If I leave songs off, I believe I can throw this podcast up on other platforms. So we're just starting out. We're kind of figuring out how this goes. And yeah. um, so this is available on, on Spotify. Spread the word. I'm going to try and get it up on other platforms. I'll try and get it up on Apple because that's usually where I listen to my podcasting. Um, so I want to make it available where I would normally. And I'll try and get it on a few other platforms as well. And uh, see what I can do about that. Um, hopefully I'll have an original intro recorded and get up on on there. I'm going to try and do mm-hmm. that for this podcast. It may be there, may not be there. Hopefully in the coming episodes, it, it will be there. So that's what I got to say that, about that. That sounds good. Get we ro- hope have a ro- rocking intro and we'll all be set to go. You'll have a way to get a hold of us to tell us if we suck or we don't. Please say we, we rock, okay? That would make <laughs> our day. All right, well, we'll talk to you later. Okay, see you later. God bless. Bye. Hello?